in the name of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. I'm Dr. Katherine Pang, and it's so great to share this time together. Welcome to The Living Way, the podcast ministry of the Christian Life Institute, and the Christian Life Institute's purpose to grow Christians forward, to live victoriously as overcomers in, but not of the world, through the hope and healing of Christ. If you miss any of our messages, you can find a link and more information on our website at christianlifeinstitute.com. Our podcasts are available on Wednesdays. Please subscribe to our mailing list on our website, christianlifeinstitute.com, to receive notifications about our podcasts, blogs, and other events at CLI. As we begin, you may want to grab a Bible and follow along as we share scripture throughout our time together. Our message is titled, From Disorientation to Reorientation, and comes from Psalm 77. In our message today, we will explore Psalm 77 and extract gleanings that will encourage us in days, moments, weeks, times of distress. Let's begin by reading in the psalm from the ESV translation. I cry aloud to God, aloud to God, and he will hear me. In the day of my trouble, I seek the Lord. In the night, my hand is stretched out without wearying. My soul refuses to be comforted. When I remember God, I moan. When I meditate, my spirit faints. You hold my eyelids open. I am so troubled that I cannot speak. I consider the days of old, the years long ago. I said, let me remember my song in the night. Let me meditate in my heart. Then my spirit made a diligent search. Will the Lord spurn forever and never again be favorable? Has his steadfast love forever ceased? Are his promises at an end for all time? Has God forgotten to be gracious? Has he in anger shut up his compassion? Then I said, I will appeal to this, to the years of the right hand of the Most High. I will remember the deeds of the Lord. Yes, I will remember your wonders of old. I will ponder all your work and meditate on your mighty deeds. Your way, O God, is holy. What God is great like our God? You are the God who works wonders. You have made known your might among the peoples. You with your arm redeemed your people, the children of Jacob and Joseph. When the waters saw you, O God, when the waters saw you, they were afraid. Indeed, the deep trembled. The clouds poured out water. The skies gave forth thunder. Your arrows flashed on every side. The crash of your thunder was in the whirlwind. Your lightnings lighted up the world. The earth trembled and shook. Your way was through the sea, your path through the great waters, yet your footprints were unseen. You led your people like a flock by the hand of Moses and Aaron. Where do we begin? The psalmist, who is attributed to Asaph, who was one of three Levites commissioned by David to oversee singing in the house of Yahweh, is expressing extreme despair and distress. Significant inward troubles, he cries aloud to God in verses 1 through 4. I cry aloud to God, aloud to God, and he will hear me. In the day of my trouble I seek the Lord, in the night my hand is stretched out without wearying. My soul refuses to be comforted. When I remember God, I moan. When I meditate, my spirit faints. You hold my eyelids open. I am so troubled that I cannot speak. What can we practically glean from these verses to encourage and guide us in our times of distress? First, 
It's biblical to cry aloud to God. There is no shame, embarrassment, weakness in crying out to God. Second, Asaph is confident and we, you and I can be confident that God will. Did you hear the word will? God will hear you. Confidence can be a feeling, but God. Confidence is also a choice that flows from a heart-filled, spirit-led, digested truth of the attributes and capabilities of Jehovah, of Yahweh. Third, in verse 2, Asap states in the day of my trouble, I seek the Lord. Asap had his day or days of trouble, as you and I will have. Did you note the will again? We will have our day of trouble or days of trouble. We will have trouble. Remember what Peter says in 1 Peter 4.12, and I quote, Don't be surprised at the fiery trials you're going through, as if something strange were happening to you. And if you did not listen to the podcast from August 25th, 2021, titled Trials, you may want to do so. In times of trouble, what did the psalmist do? He said, I will seek the Lord. Turn into an attitude of prayer. Cry out to God and seek his truth, his way, and his will. Even though, as we read in the rest of verse 2, in the night his hand was stretched out without wearying, and his soul refused to be comforted, he chose to seek the Lord. He says in verse 3, When I remember God, I moan. When I meditate, my spirit faints. You hold my eyelids open. I am so troubled that I cannot speak. Focus on what Asap chose to do. He chose to remember God even though he was moaning. He chose to meditate even though his spirit faints. Even though he could not sleep or he was so troubled that he could not speak, he chose to seek God. The psalmist chose to lean in, press in, even when he was groaning and fainting with despair. But God, he chose to overcome the power of the flesh and seek the one who could provide relief and a way as he is the way, the truth, and the life. In verses 5 through 6, he reflects and states, I consider the days of old, the years long ago. I said, let me remember my song in the night. Let me meditate in my heart. Then my spirit made a diligent search. When we cannot speak in the depth of our despair and pain, when we can only moan, when we turn in rather than turn away, we can choose to remember to reflect on our song in the night. A song that is filled with praise to God purely because of who God is, as his character never changes, even if our circumstances, our externalities are ever-changing. Let us remember our anchor as we weather the waves of the storms. Reflect on who Christ is. Reflect on his faithfulness, his provision, his way-making, his uplifting, his grace, his mercy, his forgiveness, his love for you. And when the doubts and questioning come as they did for Asap, as we read in verses 7 through 9, will the Lord spurn forever and never again be favorable? Has his steadfast love forever ceased? Are his promises at an end for all time? Has God forgotten to be gracious? Has he in anger shut up his compassion? We can shift, as Asap does in verses 10 through 20 when he appeals to the Lord and remembers the deeds of the Lord in his life. 
What are your doubts? What are your questions? Are you challenging God as Job? You may want to read Job chapters 38 and 39. Or expressing doubts and questions because of your pain, fear, and angst. Challenging God is different from expressing frustration, pain, hurt, disappointment, questioning. Challenging God in our context is not beseeching or interceding or pleading or asking for another way. It is not requests and desires, wants, concerns, all of which we are identifying as crying out. Challenging in our context is asserting your way, your perspective, your understanding over his. It is usurping his sovereignty and lordship with what is right in your own sight. It is saying in a way, Lord, you don't know what you're doing. And here comes the ouch. And I'm choosing not to trust in you. When we're in hard places of despair and distress, the choice to place our trust in the God of Scripture, the Redeemer of hope, is urgent. In quoting a preacher, and I quote, We cannot put our hope in our spiritual heritage. We cannot put our hope in the fact that we were raised in or are currently a part of a solid local church. We cannot put our hope in any position of spiritual leadership that we might have had. We cannot put our hope in any spiritual experience that we may have had. We cannot put our hope in anything other than Christ alone for righteousness. A redeemed person understands that salvation is a work of God's grace and is received through faith. Salvation has never been offered on the basis of anything other than faith alone. And they also understand that Jesus has called us in them to a righteous life. When a human heart is arrested by the saving grace of Christ, his compulsions change. Far from being compelled to sin more and claim that grace will cover it, he is now compelled to live a righteous life, a life that honors God. In 2 Corinthians 5:14 and 15, Paul said, For the love of Christ controls, compels us, because we have concluded this, that one has died for all, therefore all have died, and he died for all, that those who live might no longer live for themselves, but for him who for their sake died and was raised. This perspective allows us to make the shift along with ASAP as he shares in verses 10 through 20, and I quote, Then I said I will appeal to this, to the years of the right hand of the Most High. I will remember the deeds of the Lord. Yes, I will remember your wonders of old. I will ponder all your work and meditate on your mighty deeds. Your way, O God, is holy. What God is great like our God? You are the God who works wonders. You have made known your mighty works among the peoples. You with your arm redeemed your people, the children of Jacob and Joseph. When the waters saw you, O God, when the waters saw you, they were afraid. Indeed, the deep trembled. The clouds poured out water. The skies gave forth thunder. Your arrows flashed on every side. The crash of your thunder was in the whirlwind. Your lightnings lighted up the world. The earth trembled and shook. Your way was through the sea, your path through the great waters, yet your footprints were unseen. You led your people like a flock by the hand of Moses and Aaron. In these places, as in all places, we must choose to shift our focus onto God, who he is according to the truth of his word. Remember his goodness no matter how painful, no matter how hard. Remember to reflect on the truth of Christ according to the truth of his word. Remember your Redeemer. Remember your redemption. Remember the attributes of God. Remember the incomparability of God. God is Lord of all. 
As we read in these verses, God does not forget to be gracious. God does not forget to be compassionate. God does not forget. Asap chose in verse 10 to appeal to the years of the right hand of the Most High and to remember the deeds of the Lord, his wonders of old. What deeds of your Lord can you remember today? What has he done for you to remind you he is at work in your life in the here and now in these moments of distress? Asap chose to ponder all his work and meditate on his mighty deeds. Take a few moments, pause the message, and devote some time to ponder his work in mighty deeds in your life. He was able to say, Your way, O God, is holy. What God is great like our God? Can you make this statement in the here and now? The psalmist was able to say, You are the God who works wonders. You have made known your might among the peoples. Can you make this statement? God has worked wonders in your life? If you're thinking no, remind yourself that your salvation is a work of wonder. Can you see his work among his children, even if you cannot see it specifically in this moment in your distress? Take another few moments and pause the message and reflect on his wondrous works. The psalmist says in verse 15, You with your arm redeemed your people, the children of Jacob and Joseph. If you belong to Jesus, you have been redeemed and can make this same statement in the here and now. The psalmist, in referring to the crossing of the Red Sea, says in verses 16 through 20, When the waters saw you, O God, when the waters saw you, they were afraid. Indeed, the deep trembled. The clouds poured out water. The skies gave forth thunder. Your arrows flashed on every side. The crash of your thunder was in the whirlwind. Your lightnings lighted up the world. The earth trembled and shook. Your way was through the sea, your path through the great waters, yet your footprints were unseen. You led your people like a flock by the hand of Moses and Aaron. The Lord made a way for the children of Israel, and the Lord is making a way for you in the here and now, today, and every day as you choose to follow him. Asap, the writer of Psalm 77, could not sleep through the night. He thought about his situation and the pains and distresses of the past. But God, he turned to God. He did not wallow in, stay stuck in, doubt, despair, self-pity. He turned to God as you and I can turn into Christ. We can shift. We can cry out and allow the Spirit to change our focus as he does. You can remind yourself who God is according to the truth of his word. We can, you can, turn from disorientation to reorientation. We can you can reorient. The way does not lie within yourself. It does not come from your externalities, your circumstances. It is found in the truth of who God is and what God is able to do, anything and everything aligned with his perfect will. Asap chose in verses 10 to 11 to remember the works of the Lord. In those moments of distress and despair, it feels urgent that we act. We do. We make a choice. But God, the first choice is to reorient to the truth of God and remember what he has done to lead you in the way everlasting. Choose to remember who your God is and that for him nothing is impossible. Choose to remember, proclaim, I will remember and step into verse 12, I will meditate. What does it mean to meditate? It's a choice and a chance to change focus, to change perspective 
to gaze up into the delivering eyes of Christ and think on his character, his attributes, his truth, and his way, and shift to focus on the greatness of God. You may want to listen to the song, The Splendor of the King, otherwise known as How Great is Our God by Chris Tomlin, which has as a chorus, How great is our God, sing with me, how great is our God, and all will see how great, how great is our God. To remember what God is great like our God, who works wonders so all can see how great is our God. To remember and meditate on the truth that the way of the Lord is holy. In Psalm 96, 9, we read, Worship the Lord in the splendor of holiness. Tremble before him all the earth. It is a choice to look up. It is a choice to recognize the greatness and holiness of our God. In verse 20, God is the shepherd. He will guide and he will lead you out of troubled waters and into still waters. Still waters which flow very slowly and calmly. Still waters which bring much needed peace and rest to one's spirit. The psalmist represents one who in the midst of his despair and distress chose to step into, turn into faith, to allow the Lord to lead him and you today through what feels like the abyss and what may truly be an abyss of chaos and confusion. In those moments as the psalmist, we can choose to rest in the promises of God and pray that the Spirit will reorient our disoriented heart to the Father's promises, power, and purposes we can regain our balance and bearings by focusing on him as the way and the light. We can be encouraged to remember and reflect on our moment of salvation. You can reflect back on your day of redemption when you profess Christ as your Savior with the lips of your mouth. And you can choose to remember and reflect on what God has done and is doing in your deliverance from the world, the flesh, and Satan, drawing you deeper into himself. Take a moment to remind yourself that you are a co-heir with Christ. In Romans 8:17, we read, And since we are his children, we are his heirs. In fact, together with Christ, we are heirs of God's glory. But if we are to share his glory, we must also share his suffering. Although we share in his suffering, we share in him, as you have been adopted into the family of God, and you have a special place in the heart of God. And as we read in Ephesians 1, 5, God decided in advance to adopt us into his own family by bringing us to himself through Jesus Christ. This is what he wanted to do, and it gave him great pleasure. Let us rest in the light of the glory of God's presence and choose to reflect his light as we move through the distress of our externalities. Let us learn to live in awe, wonder, adoration, and worship of our oh-so-good and glorious God, who knows your distress and who will meet you in the midst and will make a way in his perfect time according to his perfect will. The purpose of the Christian Life Institute is palpable. We want all who profess Christ to taste and see the Lord is good at Psalm 34, 8, to truly, deeply, intimately, and personally want Christ to be your all in all. We pray this is a time of refreshment and growth. We value your prayers. We value your support. Please feel free to email us at radio at christianlifeinstitute.com. 
Thank you for joining us for The Living Way, presented by the Christian Life Institute. Our podcasts are available on Wednesdays. Please subscribe to our mailing list on our website, christianlifeinstitute.com, to receive notifications about our podcast, blogs, and other events at CLI. I'm Dr. Katherine Pang. Thank you so much for joining us.